Good morning. Today is Friday, November the 9th, and the time that I have is 6.35. It is time for us to hop in the Word, to stop what we're doing, to focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We made it through another week. I still can remember Monday, just having that attitude of this is a fresh week, and my goodness, did it did. Was, there was a lot accomplished this week. I was going to say, did I accomplish a lot this week? I sure did. But I'm, I'm excited to be here with you this morning. Th- today, we're going to talk about salvation. We're going to have a fresh perspective in regards to salvation. And ultimately, what I'd, what I'd really like to do is to model or to demonstrate how to lead somebody to Christ. Because as as Christians, as, as, as Christ followers, we are called to make disciples, but we are also called to bring, to share the gospel. And, and if you, again, going back to the armor of God, feet shot with the preparation of the gospel. So that is the ultimate goal for today. Typically on Fridays, uh, we would have my beautiful wife here, but she's still at the beach. She's coming home later today. So we may do our, our marriage session one day next week. But before we hop in and talking about salvation, we're going to recap from yesterday. And yesterday was, I feel like it was absolutely incredible. And we learned about the will of God. And we covered, oh, I covered yesterday about that there's, there's really two types of wills when it comes to God. There's, there's the sovereign will, meaning that he is, he is an absolute authority, absolute control over anything that comes to pass. And, and we use that scripture of, of Jesus where, Lord, if it be your will, if it's possible for this cup to pass from me, then let it be. But if not, I want your will. So that was that was the sovereign will. But then we also learned the will of command where we, we talked about what God commands us to do, what, what the Bible tells us and, and, and how to live. And once we once we figured out the will of command and, or the will of God, and we know that the measuring stick is the Bible, then all we have to do is read the Bible and follow what the Bible says. And I, I, I found my old bracelet, and I showed this yesterday, but it, the, the WWJD bracelet, what would Jesus do? So as you're walking through your daily, your day-to-day life, you know, are you asking yourself, what would Jesus do in this situation? What would Jesus do? So, we're going to hop into the salvation. We're going to talk about what salvation is. And just before we before we get too far into it, salvation, as determined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, for synonyms. Synonyms to salvation are redemption, deliverance, and reclamation. You see, the, the reason we're talking about salvation today is yesterday I had to lead my first funeral for for a man that that has known me for a majority of my life if not almost all of my life and it was very first time leading a funeral and the funerals which I've only been to a couple most of of the my family that has passed away it's it's been just a memorial service but I, I hadn't been to a traditional funeral and Death brings a fresh perspective to us, whether we like to admit it or not. Would you agree with me on that? That death 
or, or hearing about the death of a, a close friend or a loved one, it brings a fresh perspective. It, at least it should bring a fresh perspective to our lives. So the salvation and, and, and just being at the funeral, you, you know, you want to make sure if you're sharing at a funeral, you want to make sure that that person had an opportunity to have a conversation with Jesus and, and become saved to not have to spend an eternity in hell. And, and that's why we're talking about salvation. It is important. It is crucial. And as I said this morning, we need to learn how to witness to people. Mike Cameron and oh, what's his, his name? I, I'll find it for us later. But Mike Cameron, uh, he is part of the uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. There, there goes another 60 seconds. Go share your faith while you still have time. Uh, way of the Master Minute. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That was quick. Uh, so Way of the Master Minute, basically what, what their ministry is, is they go up and, and, and they introduce, well, they have a conversation with people, but they lead people to Jesus and, and bring them to salvation. Now, ultimately, at the, at the end of the day, we have no control over what somebody else does with their decision. The only thing we're called to do, and it says this in Ezekiel 37, that we are called to be a watchman. And, and if we see things, we see, we see uh, warning signs in people's lives or, or we see fruit in people's lives and they're not bearing fruit for the kingdom. And when we see, hey, this is, there, this is a dead end. The bridge is out. This is leading you to not where you want to go. We have no control over them. Our only responsibility is to share and to give them an opportunity to choose. We so so when when you're witnessing to somebody or when you're you're having a conversation about Jesus with somebody, we have to remember that it's not our responsibility. We cannot choose for them. But what I want to do is as I want to talk about the way. The way of the master minute does it. So what they do is is they'll go up. Kurt Cameron, I said right, someone different, but Kurt Cameron will go up and and Ray Haynes, not Ray Haynes, he's Victory ninety one five. Um, Kurt Cameron will go up and and he'll say he'll he'll have a conversation with them. And before somebody can realize that they need salvation, it needs to be brought to their attention. And what they do is they start with the Ten Commandments. And so they asked somebody, they said, Cody, have you ever told a lie? And they say, well, yeah. Okay, have you ever stolen something? And, and they may say no. But basically what you're doing is you're going through and you are helping them identify. You are not identifying them. All you're doing is asking a question. You are letting them identify themselves. Did you commit this sin? Okay, so what does that make you? If you committed this sin, it makes you a sinner. And the Bible says, Romans 6, 23, it says the wages of sin is death. So what you're saying, because you, you, you said that you were a liar and that you were a thief and that you were an adulterer. You, you said that, not me. Therefore, the wages of the sin is death. And if you do not repent of those sins, and if you do not confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, then you will, the Bible says that you will spend an eternity 
and help. And, and you lead people in, into that conversation. You lead them into that realization where it, it wasn't a forced decision. It wasn't, well, I'm, just, I'm saved because my mama and my grandmama, they, they made me go to church. It, that's not what salvation is. It talks about in Philippians 2.12, it says, Therefore, beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. With fear and trembling. And some people say, well, ooh, I, I'm only, I'm only going to be, uh, you know, follow the, the commandments. I'm only going to, to, to follow what the Bible says because I'm, a, I'm afraid of going to hell. Well, that, that's a stark reality. Yes, but the fear that we're talking about or, or that the author was talking about in that verse or in that context was that the fear of God. It's not the, yes, we need to have a fear. We need to have an understanding that hell is a real place and, and we need to point that out to people, but it's the fear of God. The way that, the way that I feared my dad, and, it, and, it's, and it's not fear a cowering, it's not a fear where, where it's, it's unhealthy. It's not that type of fear. It's the fear of reverence. It's the fear of realizing who God is, who our Heavenly Father is. And we don't want to upset our Heavenly Father because He is so good to us. And now I had fear. I had fear for my father. And it was partly reverence, but it was also because there, I, I was scared of him. I didn't want to, I wanted to obey out of fear because I didn't want the, the consequence of that. But, but the fear of God is, is just reverencing him and, and reverencing the fact that, that he loves us and that he sent his only son to die for us on a cross and that, that he went and conquered hell and now sits at the right hand of God. That is the fear that we're after. And while we're talking about the salvation, we, we need to focus on, so we have the fear and trembling when, when we have that, that thought or we have that, that the, the fiery dart that says, Cody, commit this sin or, or do this or do that or say this. And, and when we have that, we run it through the filter what would God think? Is this working out my salvation with fear and trembling? Or is it, well, I'm just going to go willy-nilly. Because the Bible says that the, the believers, we should be bearing fruit. talks about in, in, in John 15, the vine, that if we're not bearing fruit, the vine gets cut off. The branch gets separated. So we are called to bear fruit. And our salvation should bring forth fruit because we are walking with fear and trembling. And you say, Cody, well, what does that fruit look like? What does the fruit of salvation look like? Well, my goodness, it doesn't look, well, I'll tell you what it doesn't look like. It doesn't look like you driving down 400 and, and, and giving people the middle finger. It doesn't involve you having adult words with a waitress because they messed up your order. It doesn't, I mean, you understand, you understand what it doesn't look like. So you, you could figure out what it does look like. But the, the, the fear and trembling 
means that we, we, we are literally turning away from that previous life because we've received salvation. Why would we ever want to go back? Why would we want to go back to that life of sin? Why would we want to go back to the turmoil? And I was, as I was driving to the funeral yesterday, and, and, and I had an opportunity to pray with this man before he went, before he left this earth, and he knew Jesus. He said, Cody, I know Jesus. I love Jesus. I know where I'm going. I said, amen. Amen. Doesn't get much better than that. But I was thinking, there are people that are literally walking around that are banking, banking, waging everything. And I mean everything. When, when, when waging, wages of sin is death, they are wagering everything on the fact that they'll have an opportunity to get right with God before they die. Wagering everything. Wages of sin is death. We are, we are not guaranteed that. We are not guaranteed that. And not to mention, as I was thinking, because I used to be that. I was that person. Nope. I am not. I am going to make it. I'm going to live this life. I'm going to drink. I'm going to party. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to sleep around. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to make as much money as possible. I'll get right right before I die. I'm, I'm speaking from my heart. I'm telling you the truth. That was me. But then I look, and as I'm driving over there, I'm thinking, God, this relationship that we have is so much sweeter than any of the debauchery that I could get myself into. You see, the, the reality is, is the debauchery, the drinking, the smoking, the sleeping around, the, the whatever, whatever sin, other sins, lying, stealing. The debauchery is, is really, it's, it's just trying to fill the void that we have that only God can fill inside of us. And, and I'm so thankful that I found my salvation when I did. And, and granted, I would, love, I would love to have found my salvation earlier so I could serve God longer. But I don't have that opportunity. And, and, and you may be sitting here listening to this, and, and you may be in that spot where I'll get right one day. Folks, we are not guaranteed one day. We're not, and, and, and I'm not being dramatic. We're not, we're not. Yes, the, 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 the man that I preached the funeral yesterday, he, had, he battled cancer for five years, so he had a while to get right. But we're not guaranteed. I could go hop in the car right now and drive to Walmart, and I could be struck by someone that's texting and driving, and I could die. You are not guaranteed another day. So why are you putting off your salvation? And only you can answer that. Only you can answer that. But, but, but I, just, I just got this thought that there's nothing, there's nothing that you've done and there's nothing that you're currently doing right now that is too messy or too disgusting for God. I just felt the urge to share that. 
you, you may be thinking, I, I'm not good enough. I, God can't use me. You should, see what I've, you should see what's been done to me. You should see what I've done to people. No. No. God wants a relationship with you. It doesn't matter. If you go look at the prodigal son, he was literally eating out of the trough with the pigs. That's how bad it was. And you know what pigs smell like? They stink. They're, he, was, he was in the mud. I just envisioned him literally on his hands and knees eating out of a trough. So he's dirty. He's stinky. He's broken. But you know what happens when, when he goes home? He, he, he gets the revelation and says, I can't live like this. Because even my father's servants live better than I do. And he says, he decides and says, I'm going to go home to my father. And you see that if you go back and look at the story, the father sees him from a long way off, which tells me that he's been waiting and he's been watching patiently for his son to come home. And he runs to him and gives him a brand new robe and says, let's get you cleaned up and have a celebration. Go and slaughter the finest animal we have. You see, that's what happens, guys. That's what happens when, when, when we repent, when we leave that slop, when we leave the trough with the pigs. And we say, enough's enough, God. I am broken. I cannot do this. I don't know where I'm turning. I don't know what's going to happen to me. All I know is that I need Jesus. And you run to him. He'll accept you with open arms. He'll clothe you in a robe of righteousness. And you'll be able to spend an eternity with him. I want to go through some scriptures because we, we didn't get to do that. I want, I'm just bringing God's word into it, and then we're going to close because we're at 18 minutes. Titus 3, 5, it says he saved us not because of the works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Not because of the works we've done in righteousness. There's nothing that we can do. We can't be a good person and go to heaven. Right there it says it, Titus 3, 5, working our own salvation or, or the works of righteousness on our own self is not going to get us to heaven. Romans 10, 9, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's, that's, that's it. There's no magical prayer. There's no magical prayer that you have to say. You could say it right now. All you have to do is say, God, I need your forgiveness. I need your forgiveness, Lord. Please forgive me. Father, help me. Reveal yourself to me. I repent of my sins. I confess and I believe that, that your son Jesus lived a perfect life, died on a cross, and is now sitting at the right hand of God. And I believe in him. Lord, save me. That's it. That's all you have to do. You have to show from your heart that repentance. And now once you do that, it's not, well, that, that's it. Because now the enemy is going to come and he's going to try and take 
and he's going to try to distract and he's going to try to take you right back to the life that you've been living. You've got to fight. You've got to stay. You've got to, you've got to stay plugged in, whether it's listening to these devotions, whether it's reading scripture, whether it's watching other sermons online, whether it's getting plugged into a church, whether it's finding somebody to be an accountability partner. Work your salvation out with fear and trembling. Fear meaning I don't want to go back. I don't want to return to the slop. I don't want to eat with the pigs. Acts 4.12, salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And this goes out. This is a clear pillar, a clear division between religions, between Islam, between Hindu, between Buddhism. It's There is no other name under heaven given among men which must be saved john 14 6 i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me again just affirming that we can't get there by good works and ephesians 2 8 for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of god so we've covered a lot you may need to go back and listen to this but we started off with with how to lead people to Jesus, and that's by revealing to them that they have sin in their life, teaching them what the, the wages of sin is, which is death, and if they don't repent, the Bible says that they'll spend an eternity in, in damnation, and then from there you can lead them into salvation, that's what we, we talked about, and then we talked about fear and trembling this morning in regards to the fear is not shaking in your boots, but it's the fear of of, of the reverence of God. And then we closed with, with the scripture. So you may need to go back and listen to it. I'm going to go back and listen to it, but thank you for tuning in. I, I just felt heavy on my heart that, that I haven't done one of these videos yet. I have not done a salvation message and, and we're, we're getting a lot of traction. We're getting a lot of plays on, on, on the podcast and on YouTube. And I, and it's all good to hear some good teaching, but at the end of the day, if there are souls, if I'm, I'm doing this and, and there are souls that are perishing and going to hell, what good am I doing? What good am I doing? Yes, I can, I can bring value and I can, I can strengthen believers, but I, if I'm telling you to, 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 to lead people to Christ, I need to be doing it as well. So thank you for your love and your support. There, just a reminder, there's no fellowship of fire tonight. The family's coming home, so we're going to have some family time. And if you need a home church, as always, come visit us at Christ Fellowship, 139 Hightower Parkway in Dawsonville. It's right next to the Family Fun Center. But let's get you on your way to start your day. We'll close in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this message. We thank you for our time together this morning. Father, we thank you that we have salvation through you and in you, Father. Lord, we pray for those people that are going to be listening to this message, Father, and, and that don't know you or maybe that knew you at one point and that have backslidden or, or have fallen away from you. Father, I pray that they would come back to the point of, of seeking their salvation with fear and trembling. Lord, that they would they would repent and come to know you. And Father, for the the people that are eating at the trough right now with the pigs, that are just living in their sin amok and and Father, that just just remind them and show them that that no one is too broken, no one is too far gone for you. 
that you didn't send your son to die on a cross for just one person, for me or for, for a pastor or, or for a worship leader. Father, you sent Jesus for every single person, every single sin. Reveal that to them today. Lord, that they would, make, they would feel your peace. They would feel your love. Reveal that to them, Lord. Overwhelm them with your love, your mercy, and your goodness. Father, we repent for our sins, and we, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for him dying on a cross for us. Lord, we thank you for going ahead of us and fighting our battles, and that we only need to be still. And Lord, we, we do put on the full armor to protect us from the fiery darts. And so we are ready to share the gospel, the full armor of God. And we thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Lord, we love you so very much, and we thank you for who you are. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. We love you. Praying for you. We will see you Monday.